What's up, everybody? Another episode of Verbal Garbage coming at you hot and live, solo edition. Uh, over the weekend, you know, it was a pretty boring week, uneventful weekend. Not real, too much to recap on. So we'll see what kind of content we can scrape up. Start off doing my little my little likes and dislikes. First like we'll do is a Peloton slash Peloton customer service team. Shout out to you guys. As a seasoned veteran of the retail retail customer service and hospitality industry i was very happy with the uh service i was provided by this gentleman named drew following up you know making sure i had everything i needed i was pretty skeptical about doing it because of you know how long the monthly payments were going to be but i was able to just put 1500 dollars down so i only got to do like 24 hours a month for the next two years i think it was because i got like a three-year warranty plan and all that so Super excited for that. And just to go on top of that real quick, uh, obviously I've talked multiple times about living with my parents and my mom is all on board. I bought her her own pair of shoes. So she's so excited. But my dad, right when I brought her up to him, he's like, we don't have room. And that's all the dialogue, dialogue we've had. So I scheduled delivery on Wednesday between two and six and I'll get done work probably between 3.30 and four. So I need everybody's prayers for me out there. We need it to be delivered while I'm there and not just my dad, because that could be a, an interesting experience for these Peloton delivery men getting the wrath from Frank Sr. You know, growing up, we were always, he, he had the fear of God in us between me and my brother, my sister, not so much, but my dad was not afraid to take Mr. Leather out for a little ride. And, you know, he would take his belt off and that's Mr. Leather was his name and he would, whip them together and make the little sound that would just terrify us and get us scrambling in every direction, like a little pack of gazelles running from lions. Yeah, we would be terrified, you know, but I tell people why I think it's pretty important as a parent to have that, that fear factor, you know, just for the disciplinary reasons and instilling the respect for your elders. I know whenever I would go to a friend's house or another person's house and they would always compliment my parents on how well behaved and how was well respectful, how respectful I was, excuse me. But I know when we were at home, maybe it wasn't so much the case. Mm. Another like over the weekend, you know, we could go on for some of my, you know, real quick to go actually go on top of that. Just to talk about like, you know, disapproving and not being a fan of it. Uh, my dad always hated like piercings, especially for men, obviously. So I remember like, I don't know, I was in maybe seventh or eighth grade and we were having like a big neighborhood soiree and I was just talking to some people and then I was like, you know what, I just want to finally get my ears pierced. So my sister, a couple of the friends from the neighborhood, we all went back to our house while everyone else was at another person's house. And my sister took, you know, the safety pin and drove it through my ear while I was like biting on an apple to suppress the pain. So I had gotten one of my ears pierced and I remember... I saw my, my dad saw it and he was like, you can't live in this house until you take that out. So obviously I took it out right away. And then later on in high school, I got my ear, ears pierced again. Uh, he hated it, kept it for a couple of years and haven't worn them since. So I still got holes in my ears. They're just inactive. You know, shout out to Claris for piercing my ear. You know, I was so scared after what my sister did to me going through all that pain. So Finally getting redemption and getting it professionally done was a nice, nice experience. Second like, 
F Boy Island season two. Uh, reality corner, you know, for those of you who don't like reality shows, I'm sorry that you'll have to be inundated, inundated with these reality little bits and pieces, but it's a big part of my life. It's a big joy of mine. So F Boy Island, for those of you who don't know, pretty much uh, season one and season two, the, the way it works is you get three lovely ladies, usually of differing features and tones and descents, and you get 26 men, I believe it is, 13 F boys and 13 nice guys. F boys are just, you know, short for fuck boy, just guys who just want to. The whole premise of the show is uh, the girls get to pick guys each week to get to stay around and not get eliminated. And whoever's an F boys and F boys ever a nice guy's a nice guy. And towards the end of the show, when it starts getting down, you know, like the bachelor where you get in the final rows. Um, if she ends up picking the last guy as an F boy, he can either choose to, you know, continue to date her or take the money, the $500,000 and run. And that's what some of the F boys, you know, some of them from season one took the money and run, you know, and now we got season two freshly starting up. Very hard to tell, you know, your, your F boy meter certainly goes off with some of the guys with their tats and their looks and the way they walk and shout out real quick to Mikey D. There's a guy on there who's from New Jersey and he's like, you know, on bachelor and bachelorette and stuff, how like it'll show you a job description and some guys are like realtor or accountant. And then other people will be like social influencer, fitness influencer. One of the guys on there from Jersey's description is martial arts master. You see the cauliflower ear on the show and right away I'm, I'm so in, but as the episodes progress, you see him starting to wear these little two-piece jumpsuits and slowly, progressively starting to go out on him. But so, yeah, you just you watch the show and you just it's hilarious. You know, they'll, they'll sprinkle in new guys when everything seems to be going well or everything sort of has consistency. They'll like, for example, in this season, they just brought in two guys from the last season to come on some fan favorites of the ladies. And they're certainly throwing a monkey wrench into the plans of the show and. I've only watched two episodes so far and, you know, I was debating on watching all the episodes before I got on here and talked about it, but it's funny. Shout out to my, my friends at jiu-jitsu, Matt and Laura Lee. I'm hoping we were talking the other day about our love for reality TV. And I was talking about maybe they can come on and do a little F boy Island recap or a little, you know, mid season review or when the whole show ends, do a little post post season two recap and just, chop it up i love talking about reality i love watching the tv shows and just the drama the gossip you know it's one of my favorite parts when i used to work in a restaurant especially like the first restaurant i worked at gather it was like extremely female dominated so it was just the juice never suppressed it was constantly being squeezed and pasteurized we would always be having you know, this girl took this table and she's, I don't know, just the funniest. And I would just be sitting there going up to the dishwasher, be like, what'd you hear? What kind of juice? You know, because you could imagine the dishwasher standing there all night, washing the dishes, scrubbing the plates, getting all the gunk out while all the servers are coming up and complaining about this. or the bus boys are complaining about that. And so the dishwasher is just a constant steady stream of juice, you know, and I made it a point to smoke several blunts with the dishwashers and always compliment and rap and put on some music and just get in good graces. Cause I knew they had the fountain of juice and your boy wanted the gossip and the hot, the hot scoop. And I would get it any means, any means possible. Uh, you know, the restaurants are just, I was talking to someone the other day about 
Well, first of all, too, I'm hopefully in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be getting my friend Jeremy on. Uh, someone who I've been friends with for a few years, and I still don't say his name properly. It's Jera me, but I say Jeremy. Um, I met him at our fir- the first restaurant I ever worked at, Gather. My brother was working there bartending, and my brother was just telling me to come in and try it out. So I came in, I got hired on the spot, and just started training. Jer- Jeremy taught me so much I know about bartending and serving. And we just had a good time there. And I kind of convinced him to get back into jujitsu after he did that for a few years back in Missouri. Then he opened his own tiki restaurant and my brother and I went there and ran, ran the bar for a couple of years. And honestly, some of the best times and memories and I was seeing him the other day and just talking about how ridiculous, like the restaurant gossip and all the complaining and how toxic it was. And obviously he owns the restaurant, so he knows what it's like and hoping to get him on here and tell some old stories from our times together and, you know, ask him about what it's like running a restaurant, being in charge of all these people that can certainly be unreliable at times. And uh, we were just talking about the convict kitchen. You know, at one point we just had a very large group of unsavory characters cooking up the tiki food in the kitchen. And boy, it was a mess. It was just funny because we had an open kitchen and the kitchen, you know, would just like be like a big brick opening. And my brother and I were right at the bar next to it. And we would just see like anytime any of the cooks would get into fights with each other, or the dishwasher would drop, like be the middle of a Friday night and they all be in the weeds, freaking out, yelling at each other in the dishwasher, be coming away, trying to put glasses away. And then he dropped the plates and just, Oh my God. And the littlest things like that. I mean, I remember when one of my buddies growing up always used to tell me, he's like, why do you take such joy in like other people's fuck ups or failures? And, to this day, it is something like I'd love watching shows of people getting fucked up or going to a restaurant. Like my favorite thing is just to do is just sit at the bar and watch everyone get in the weeds and just go berserk. And as much as I talk about not liking going to restaurants because of the bad service that you're inevitably going to get 85% of the time, um, people watching and the drama, the drama watching is just in, insane. Um. Yeah, I remember when I worked at Ember. I probably already told the story, but it's just funny. I got the guy came up to me one day because, like, when I first started working there, I was like, What's like, what do you wear here? And he's like, You can kind of just wear, you know, just loose fitting, I mean, like tighter fitting t shirts or polo shirts and stuff like that. So I just started, you know, I have a ton of like Nike dry fit polo shirts, like golf shirt type of things. And I always just enjoyed working on them. They would, you know, give me the flexi pits where I could shake the tins. And Debbie, you want a martini? Linda, margarita? What else we got? Oh, my God, we got Cosmo coming up on aisle three. Shaking, 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 tin, 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 tin. Double shake, double shake, double shake. Stranger, 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 poor, poor, poor. Yeah, but anyways, like, so I just found it really easy to work in that. And I remember the, the manager, the owner, he was both. He came up to me one day. He's like, hey, man, like. I'm going to kind of need you to start dressing a little bit more like, and he named the two guys that he was talking about. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I just need you to be like a little more of that hipster vibe, you know, like you're just wearing the collared shirts and they're always having, you know, and these guys I work with would, you know, had the nose rings, the earrings, the bracelets, the band t-shirt, you know, the Nirvana t-shirt on with the painted nails. And so they just wanted me to be all like hipster, I guess he literally is what he said. I still like, to this day, I don't know what it means. And I remember <laughs> when I told my dad about that, he's like, what, he wants you to dress like a fucking flamer? I was like, all right, absolutely. 
So, yeah, the restaurants. So shout out Jeremy. Hopefully, he'll get you come on soon, and we'll chop it up and have some fun discussions about the bar life, the server life, King Thief. You know, some of our old stories, good times. But I think I only named the two likes so far and two dislikes I'd like to get to. Uh, I went to Farmer Joe's Saturday night. Me and my mother went over there to, you know, look at some fresh trinkets, some fresh fruit, acquire some baked goodies and just whatever, see what they're offering, you know. And I always kind of get a little triggered. It's not at Farmer Joe's, but it just made me think of it. Like, I I always bring my own bags. You know, I, I hate the plastic waste. And my brother's the one who started getting me into that. He brought, you know. I would drink, I used to be into drinking smoothies because you know, white people love smoothies. And I used to drink smoothies like every single morning, my little, like get my little ninja blender and do the exact same, you know, get the, uh, the yo play smooth yogurt, whether it would be strawberry, banana, blueberry, peach, any of the flavors, put that in the blender, you know, and I always had like a regimen of how I would put it in. I would always do the yogurt first, then I would do the fruit and then I would do the juice. Juice always had to be V8 splash. You know, I just came to realize after years, I'm like, dude, I was just making these freaking fruit smoothies in the morning. I thought were like so good and healthy. And it was just nothing but sugar. The frozen fruit with the sugar, you know, the yogurt that had so much sugar, the V8 splash that had so much sugar, but goddamn, they were good. And I would use the little bendy straws every morning. The ones that would, you know, the little stripes on them, you do them and then bend them. And my brother came one morning and just threw out like two boxes of them. And I freaked out and I was so pissed off. I was like, you got to stop fucking using plastic. And ever since then, it really, you know, I started getting the stainless steel straws and started using all my own bags. And now I'm to the point where I have like so many fucking bags in my trunk that it's just such a mess, but it's definitely worth it. So the trigger of mine that's developed over the years has been, you know, you bring your own bag to grocery stores and then like, there's a couple of different things that I kind of get irritated with. One is just like, if there's a nice young lady or young man that's like a bagger, you know, that usually takes the food and throws it right into a plastic bag. I'll usually see them and I'll make it like, you know, I have my bags right there and I'm not trying to steal your, th- like sometimes I'll get apologize. Like, Yo, I don't mean to steal your thunder. And they're like, what? But I'm just saying like, I bring my own bags just cause I don't want to use plastic. So if I bring my own bags and then you start putting them in plastic, which has happened multiple times, I'll say, excuse me, I have my own bags and don't give me fucking attitude about it. I'm like, are you serious? I'm doing my part protecting this damn beautiful planet we live on. And then you're going to give me attitude. Cause I went out of my way to bring my own bags. There's other times where like, you know, you'll buy not from Walmart, of course, but you'll buy some meat. And if you get some meat, you know, and you have your own bag, they'll be like, well, do you want me to put this in plastic first? And then I'll usually say no. Cause I'm just like, that kind of contradicts the whole point of me bringing my bags then to put it in plastic. Right. And they'll, I'll have some people like shame me or tell me how to do it. So, like I've had one like, um, young man, you realize that you're just putting this in there and it could puncture and then leak all over your bag. And that's nasty. I was like, okay, yeah, no, thank you. Okay. So if it does, I get, I, I respect the notion you're trying to help, but let me, let me be me. Let me do my own thing. And then I've had other times where, you know, they outwardly just as I'm bagging it, they just like give me dirty looks. I'm like, do people, maybe this is all in my head. But I'm telling you, I've definitely gotten the attitude before where I'm telling people, hey, excuse me, I have my own bags. So that's weird. And then, you know, this morning was on my one of my final bike rides of my life, hopefully. No, I'm just kidding. But I'll be getting that Peloton on Wednesday. So the outdoor biking is certainly going to come to a halt to a pretty, pretty good degree. You know, I go out pretty right now. I keep getting distracted because 
I feel like this side of my mustache is so much longer than this side. But I'm trying not to. I'll just talk with my head to turn to the side like a dog when you ask if he wants a treat. <laughs> but um, when I was on my bike ride this morning, you know, I wait. I was going by a crowd of bikers, and they were all in their little gear, their biking gear, and all their legit stuff. And I went to go out and just do my little friendly wave, and I got shunned by like four or five of them. So my last dislike of the weekend is when you wave to people and they don't wave back. I can almost guarantee I've covered this in episodes before, but you know, it's just disheartening. You're going out, you're trying to be all like in the mornings. I'm always in a good mood. You wake up, the weather in Florida is just incredible. You're going on a bike ride, enjoying nature, hearing the birds chirp, the iguanas are taking shits all over, the snakes are slithering. I mean, you just, you really got it going on and you, you wave to these people and they just completely ignore you. And it just makes you feel like schneet. So I'm going to ask you guys, please, the next time you see me on a bike, just wait back. You don't know what it does internally. Vince McMahon retired over the weekend, right? I mean, wow. Going back, like, my brother and I used to be huge WWF, WWE fans. And I remember we would get made fun of by kids in our neighborhood for liking WWE because like you watch fake men or grown men just fake wrestle in underwear. And I was like, it's a lot more than that, dude. You have no idea. It's so much deeper than that. But we went to, uh, I think three events in our lifetime, two or three events. Maybe, no, I think it was two. And I remember like when we would go, the, you know, the, the heyday of wrestling, truly like the big show, Kane, The Undertaker, The Rock, Stone Cold, Gold Dust, Rikishi, The Hardy Bro, like just all these guys at once. And I remember I was terrified to go in person because I was so worried that Gold Dust was because he was the guy that would like come through the crowd up through his entrance and like blow dust in the air and just have a whole thing. And I was always like scared of masks and stuff growing up. It's funny, I'm wearing a German Shepherd shirt, which the underdogs for the Eagles. And just basic masks like that growing up, I was just talking about it with my sister. Like growing up, we had this werewolf mask. We had a Ronald Reagan mask, all these different masks. And I was terrified of, which is so funny because I'm like, my birthday is the day before Halloween. So, so many of my birthday parties would be going to like haunted hayrides or haunted hotel, just all these random different things. And I remember it was my freshman year in high school and I got, you know, couple of my buddies from the neighborhood that have been my friends for my whole life and then I brought like a couple of my new friends from high school because I went to west and I was on the east side of town so I got a whole new group of friends and I invited a couple of them to the to my birthday party and we went to that this place it was called creamy acres I think and it was just like it's, if you can think of like anything haunted during Halloween time this is the shit honestly it had like a haunted maze a 3d haunted maze a haunted hayride a haunted walk like they just had so many I got this horrible cut on my leg and it's just itching like a fucking snake. Um, yeah, so they just had all these different things. I remember they had a big tent in the middle where when you were done doing stuff, you can go and get like pizza and just eat and chill there. And on the hayride, it was just so intense. Like they did it so well. They would have like people in masks with chainsaws chasing you while you're riding away on the hayride and just so much shit. And here it is, my birthday party and I'm supposed to be enjoying it. And I remember the whole ride of sitting in one of my best friend's mom's like lap hiding my head in her like armpit the whole entire time because i was so terrified i was fucking like 15 years old 
I was just talking about this with my nephew and sister. I was like, it's crazy how much I was scared and how long I was scared of masks for. Just more of a point that Freddie Speck is alive and well. So yeah, Vince McMahon retired. You know, it's a shame to hear someone who we thought all these years was just the man, this creative you know, I'll admit I started going bad on him a little bit a few years ago when he would start talking shit about the UFC. And I, you know, evolved into from a wrestling fan into an MMA fan. Thank God. Some of those poor bastards that are still my age watching and paying for the WWE network. You know, I support it, but it's definitely, definitely different when you're not 12 and 10 years old anymore. It certainly loses its luster, in my opinion, but I know it's for everybody. I know there's plenty of grown men out there that love it. So, yeah, for those of you who don't know, Vince McMahon was like the chairman, founder, the CEO, everything of WWF. He bought it from his dad, I think, in like 1982 and kind of brought it like got it super mainstream. If you're ever interested, honestly, about it, there's a documentary, I think, about Andre the Giant on HBO. And they kind of go into like the origins of WWE and how Vince McMahon made it made it popular all across the world. And pretty cool, actually. But, yeah, my boy was paying hush money out to several former wrestlers, former employees, whatever the case may be. He was turning tricks, you know, forcing these poor women to suck that sloppy WWE wiki, that little squirrel stick. So, yeah, fuck you, Vince. You're a piece of shit. Uh, His retirement is coming, trying to hide all the shame from paying these women off, and they're still talking and, you do shit like that, you're going to get exposed eventually, bro, especially in such a high-profile job. So shouldn't be anything surprising. I was kind of shocked to hear it, but his daughter, Stephanie's taking over. You know, I don't even – I'm just covering this because it's a big story, but I don't care about wrestling. But I think she'll do fine. She's married to Triple H, so they got a pretty good idea of what's going on. Um, Yeah, like I said, it wasn't the most eventful week slash weekend for me pretty boring. You know, one thing I do want to talk about is I was talking to one of my customers at work the other day about me smoking meats. And then, you know, we just started going into details and he started telling me I'm doing it all wrong as far as my pulled pork. So I tried to do what he said and do his style. Fuck you, man. I did it yesterday. And it's the first time I've ever had it so far where I could not pull the pork apart. Um, Just a nightmare. You know, I did the Mac and cheese in the Instapot which I've been doing. And I add the queso blanco and some milk and just make like a white queso mac and cheese and then add the pulled pork with the peach bourbon barbecue sauce. It's been fucking incredible every time, but yesterday the pork wouldn't pull still had a good flavor profile, you know, and got into chunks, which is fine, but it's so much better when you just get that stringy meat. So, uh, Rob, fuck you. You know, I'm sure you're, you're, I know you're rich and I know you got a lot of money. But we got our own styles of smoking and mine was working very well. And I let my thoughts influence, get influenced by you. And yeah, disappointing, disappointing indeed. Um, you know, as far as first week back from Jersey, I didn't get to any gi classes for jiu-jitsu, but I made it to four no gi classes. I went to three at my gym and then uh, went to an open mat on Friday at my old gym. Shout out to Carl Vickery, my fucking boy. Uh, let me come in, chop it up and roll with my guys. A lot of my buddies that go there and so much fun, you know, between Friday and Saturday morning, Friday afternoon, Saturday morning, I think I did like 
16 or 17 rolls. So I just was fucking exhausted all day yesterday watching the UFC. Um, UFC London was on. Patty the Batty, if you guys didn't see it, like the lead up to the fight was hilarious. He's going up against a guy who might, you know, might have a little touch of some flame in him. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but, you know, this is an all-inclusive show. We support it, but Jordan Levitt's definitely definitely a switch hitter, and uh, if nothing else. And him and Patty had a hilarious lead up. You know, Jordan said he was going to twerk in his face if he knocked him out. And then Patty said he was going to teabag him like Modern Warfare. Patty teabagged him. All right. Uh, There's a hilarious shot going around where he's sinking in the rear naked choke. And then Dave Portnoy, the owner of Barstool Sports, who uh, I think they, they like sponsored Patty. So Patty's like one of their guys, a Barstool athlete. But it's funny because Patty's getting the choke out there and the Dave's in the background with the little blonde beetle wig, the Patty wig on. It's fucking hilarious. Earlier on that main card, Molly Meatball, she was on again. Another amazing finish. She's just so fun to watch. And seeing the way those crowds at the O2 Arena react when they're there, super dope. Another main event, two weekends in a row now that ended short in injury. Uh, another main event as well that looked like it was going to be an amazing fight. Unfortunately, Aspinall, you know, I think he was, he threw an overhand right. And then on the way back, he stepped back. Something happened to his knee. He was in insane amounts of pain, it looked like. So I don't know. People, Bisping, I think, said that they were talking to a doctor. And I think whenever the grimacing is that bad and the pain looks that bad, it's usually an MCL tear as opposed to an ACL or a PCL. So it's just really unfortunate. You know, young, up and coming heavyweight fighter. A lot of potential, home fight, big name opponent, number two guy, I think, or number three, and just ended like that. So sucks to see that, but another another pretty good UFC card. I believe this weekend coming up, there's a pay-per-view, or it's Nunes and Pena, and Brandon Moreno and Kai Kara France for the interim title. I, I'd personally be shocked if Nunes doesn't win. That was so crazy in the moment watching Pena beat her up on the feet, which nobody expected at all. Because Nunez, you guys, for those of you who don't know, she battered Cyborg, who was like considered the baddest female ever, baddest female fighter, and Pena just destroyed her, or excuse me, Nunez destroyed her. Nunez is much, you know, she's very diverse. She's an amazing striker. She's got the power like a fucking 155-pound man, 170-pound man, honestly. And then her ground game pretty good her jiu-jitsu is pretty deadly but Pena is known for her wrestling and you know we thought she was going to try to grapple take her down and maybe control her like that from the top but she was striking with her beating the shit out of her standing and then she fucking took her down and choked her out without any hooks meaning she got a rear naked choke on her but she didn't have any of the legs around her opponent's legs kind of keeping her still so that rematch has happened July 30th this this coming weekend Pretty excited for it. I know my brother's going to be off, so it'll be fun anytime we get to watch UFC with my brother, myself, and my dad. It's always a good time. Card itself, pretty good. Nothing crazy as far for a pay-per-view, but I'll be excited. I'll be watching it. Football season's only a couple weeks away now. I mean, we're officially getting – I mean, not, yeah, we're getting closer to the August, and then once August comes around, we got about six more weeks, so five weeks. So we're about the five- to seven-week mark now. Cannot wait. Mm-hmm. other night my parents had a little game night we were doing we i've been talking about a couple times and 
play with two people from the neighborhood that I've never really played with. And they ended up, you know, being a fun time and getting, getting lit off their light beers, Mick ultras, Miller lights, and just fun game called Farkle that originally got into by a bar guest of curtain eyes. You know, they would bring in this dice game and play it while they were sitting there waiting for food and shit. And we just got into it, got my mom into it. And it's just a fun game now that we love playing. So if you guys haven't checked it out and you're a big fan of games, board game, it's not a board game. If you're into any kind of game like that, it's called Farkle, F-A-R-K-L-E. So much fucking fun. Essentially, you're just, you're rolling six dice and you're just trying to get a one or a five to keep your hands alive. And there's different hands, like a large straight, you know, two threes of a kind or three, two of a three pair, all these different things. And you get more points depending on it. And you can keep re-rolling your hand as long as you get a one or a five. And if you get a one, then you put the one aside, put the other five dice back, roll again. If you get another five or a one, then you keep your hand alive. So it's just a, it's a fun game. It's exciting. It's a lot of gambling, a lot of risk-taking. And, and as I talked about, it's just so much more fun when you play for money. I'm not acting like I'll be playing $10,000 hands. You bring, you know, 21s to a game night, and you start putting out poker chips and just playing for either 10 cent or dollar hands and, 50 cent hands and just makes it so much more competitive when you got some, some cheddar cheese on the line, you know? So yeah. Um, pet sitting has been going good. Just, just was over there watching some TV, chilling on the couch, the dogs out, took it for a walk, picking up some of the shit that's accumulated in the backyard and terrible strategy going into it. You know, I took the long big trash bags that I've been using to clean the kitty litter with, you know, scooping the fucking the little filter cup, dumping the cat shit into the bag. And then, so I took a couple of the big trash bags for the dogs. And after you do like one or two piles, like, Oh, now you're like fucking picking up shit with shit. So it was fucking, I was mixing like new and all oh, disgusting. So when I go back, I'm definitely going to get single bags and just do it that way. Big, big mistake going in. Uh, Thursday or Friday morning when I was going to let them out in the morning. Cause I'd be go, I go over at like six 30, you know, like an hour before work and just let them out, let the cats back upstairs, just get everybody back into their, their comfort zones, feed the cats for the morning, let the dogs out to do their business. As my mom would say, do a piddle. Um, hopefully take a quad, a doogie. But when I went to let them out the other day, chive, the little, the girl dog, she ran and jumped in the pool and I didn't want to let the dog in the house wet, obviously. So I just stayed out back with her for like 25, 30 minutes while she dried off. Oh, it was a nightmare. It made me so anxious and just, you know, I thought I was like going to be late and, you know, there's no, we don't punch a clock for the job I do. So you can't really be late, but you know what I mean? I'm, I'm regimented. I like being out the door get on the truck and ready to go by seven 30 every day. That's kind of the goal. And you know, when shit happens, shit happens. It's not the biggest deal. I got a super laid back boss. Who's always saying, you know, we don't punch a clock, but you're showing up to stops each week that are assigned. And you kind of like to be consistent as at least I do. And you know, the earlier start, the earlier you can get done. And if I can get done at three 4 o'clock and as opposed to five, then I get, a, that gives me an hour before jujitsu to be able to come home and do a podcast and, kind of the goal you know i got some some fun ass episodes coming out this week's episode i had a wonderful young lady on named franny from canada yeah that's right and she's now living in the pacific northwest so she came on for an episode of my show and then 
yesterday or two days ago, uh, this weekend, whatever it was, I went on her show and did an appearance and we, we just had a lot of fun. Uh, her episode, like when I went on to her show, I think it was even more fun than our episode that on my show together. So what I'm planning on doing right now, I think is kind of do a double release, you know, have them. I'm not sure if I'll stitch them together. Like have the guy I'm working with editing stitch them together, or if we'll just do them, I'll just release mine and then release hers right after just call it like the bonus episode, the Franny double deluxe or something like that. But, um, so that one, and then I, uh, have my boy Tay on who I met through Reddit. Shout out to you, Tay. Wordplay187, uh, up and coming rapper from North Carolina. So we just came on, chopped it up for a little bit, had a good conversation all over the place, as you could imagine. My boy Matt from uh, one of my Snap on customers who was formerly employed by a, you know, doing mechanic work and now he's transitioning into the dispatcher life. He's got his own company motorsport company he came on we had a really awesome discussion he kind of talked about his entrepreneurial spirit and i was able to ask him some good questions i think and uh yeah i'm doing got one plan tomorrow to do i mean i'm just gonna be constantly getting as many people as i can on to talk i just had a gentleman reach out who's been living in a prius for multiple years you know between north america and central america i think he said I've got a girl that reached out that she's been living in people's houses and not paying for years. So that freeloader life really intrigues me. Let's just keep the conversations flowing every month or so. I'll probably go on Reddit, make a post on there about having guests come on. Cause I love talking to strangers and any of my friends or any one of you guys that's listening, I've made it very clear. Just reach out to me and please come on. I'd love to talk to anybody about anything. Don't care. And, for anybody that has been listening, you know, to all the episodes, some of the episodes, letting other people know about it. I appreciate that so much. Truly like this is, I'm having so much fun with it. I want to keep it going. And the more, you know, positive feedback I get, the more encouraged I am to keep it coming and keep doing more. And the guest episodes are a ton of fun. The solo episodes are fun. Even this week when I didn't really have much to talk about, I still come on and shoot it for a little bit and you know, my throat's starting to get a little scratchy from talking so long without having some water. So we'll, we'll end the solo episode might be a little bit shorter than what I'd like to do, but the content was a little bit dry this week and hoping to get on some, some appearances from some friends to do some reality corner bites. If not, I'll go on Reddit and find some people who are into reality shows and talk about F boy Island and, uh, Buckhead shore. You know, I just caught up with that. Just, it's fucking terrible, but like I said, you start watching it, you got to finish it. So I'm six episodes into that. The drama is certainly building, but it sucks. So another episode of Verbal Garbage in the books. Thank you guys all for listening. You know, these solo episodes can be a challenge at times, but I appreciate it. I'm going to keep it coming. So let me know what you think. Like, subscribe, review, let everybody know that you know. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Peace.